You're now listening to the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast, straight from the streets of Tokyo. And we ain't talking no sushi temples and shrines and shit, motherfuckers. What's good? What's good? It's the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast, and we are back with another episode. Tokyo yep. Cliff. Chocolate Buddha in the house, baby. Yes, and we have a guest today. Um, but before I introduce our guests, I uh, just want to say that, yeah, good news. We, we got some new equipment. We got some new podcast equipment. You definitely can tell the difference if, you, if you've been listening to our episodes. You can tell the difference between those past episodes and right now we are using the zoom h6 digital audio recorder pretty good piece of equipment we got some new mics xlr mics and yeah we yeah yeah we yeah, we just, now, right? yeah yeah we want to <laughs> you know we want to put out the best quality sound for you know for y'all to enjoy and everything and we're here chilling in the uh we're still in the mobile man cave though yep, in the mobile man we're cave. Not, we're not absolutely we're yep. not in the traditional studio we're in the mobile man cave in the streets of Yo- yamato uh, well, yamato yeah yamato exactly. city yeah yeah so we usually record in tokyo and uh we decided to switch it up today and record in yamato city which is in the kanagawa prefecture and you know every every Every, every city, every city that I've been to in Japan, they got a hood. You know, they got they got some urban happening somewhere. You know what I'm saying? So so uh, and also this place is famous for. Well, from my perspective, it's famous for the Yamato Music Strip Club. Now, let's introduce our guests. Yes, we got sir. our homeboy Tish in the house. Yes, sir. What's introduce going on, yourself, brother? Brother. Thank you uh, so much, uh, Buddha and Cliff, uh, for having me out here. I, I listen to your podcast uh, quite a lot, so now it's cool that I can hear my voice. Yeah, so give give people uh, a quick, short description of okay, or little, introduction. Okay, little Jiko Shokai. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, my name is uh, Titch. Uh, I go by a couple of names on different uh, social media accounts. Uh, Infamism Photographer, Titch Graphics on Instagram, Mr. Loki on YouTube, um, based based in Tokyo, Japan, uh, I've had an interest in Asia for an extremely long time, and somehow, some way, the universe provides, and you manage to end up in Tokyo. So um, that was pretty amazing. Um, I do a couple of things. I've been a b-boy, break dancer, uh, about 11, 11 years now, and that kind of got me into the visual side of things. Uh, I'm usually uh, quite terrible with words. I'm a more visual communicator. So a lot of the time, if there's something I'm very passionate about, I t- take a picture about it, and then the colors and the mood expresses it a lot better than me putting very random words uh, together. Uh, recently, I'm very into um, acro yoga. Uh, funny enough, it's been one of the most rewarding experiences in in uh, uh, in Japan, and uh, I gotta represent for the Africans. I gotta let people know Africans do do other things besides just touting in 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 Rupongi and making rap albums. So where where are you from? Okay, so um, I'm from a couple of places. Uh, I'm a South African, but around about the nineties. Apartheid was still ending in South Africa, so my uh, my mother was uh, very very smart in that she decided, while South Africa is going through this, rather we live 
in the other southern African countries that were had already been liberated and from there I can say I represent uh, say Zambia, Zimbabwe, uh, South Africa. So when a lot of people ask me where are you from? I'm based a little bit in all three all three all three places. Uh, I'm a Zulu. Um, I'm also Shona, so I guess I'm a bit of both. Um, so I'll say yeah, but for now based Johannesburg, South Africa. Yeah. So instead of where you're from, I guess it's safe to say, sort of like that one sister we heard on the TED Talk, uh, you're, uh, you are your experience. Ah, yeah. Yeah. That would that, that, be the best way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It seemed it. like you got some cool experiences, yeah. man. Yeah. So you're also a MBA student, right? Yes. Uh, so I'm actually in Japan studying. I'm studying at Rikyo uh, University in uh, Ikebukuro. Uh, Rikyo, a.k.a. St. Paul's. University. It's a very westernized uh, university, very Eurocentric. So a lot of French students, a lot of German students. You can meet Japanese people who can speak French, who can speak German. And then I'm there to surprise them like, boo, I'm from Africa. Do you know where that is? No, you don't know. But I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 <laughs> and just show them what's up and uh, really break the stereotypes that a lot of local people here have of what else is out there. And, you know. Thanks for that introduction, my yeah, brother. Word, word, word. Yeah, so, yeah, we, I, I haven't been to Africa. Um, Same here. But Africa came to you. And exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of acro yoga, right, um, you know Aki. A- Akiko? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, acro Aki. Aki's, Aki's Aki. awesome. She is, wow. Is it Aki or something. Akiko? She, her remember. full name is Akiko, yeah. but we call her Aki, Akro Aki. Yes. And uh, she makes it easier for foreign people to meet her. So she's just like, call me Aki. And I'm like, okay. that's Yes, actually, I took my first Acro Yoga lessons with Aki. So. Oh, that is yeah. stunning. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And when I saw your pictures on oh, Facebook, yeah. I was like, oh, he knows. Aki. Oh, yeah. She was, she's a major boost to the clout. Like, yeah, yeah. Shot with Aki. I shot with Aki. Um, but just to give some context to your listeners, Aki is, um, okay, I don't want to say her age. But she looks 16, but she's got three kids. But her body looks 16. Yes. Yes. And so I, I was doing a bikini photo shoot with her on the beach. And I'm just there like, be professional, be professional. But yeah. Hey, we're human, bro. You know, so, ain't, let the, you know, as long as you don't disrespect, ain't nothing wrong with letting imagination, a little fantasy run free yeah, for a little I gotta, bit. I got I to gotta respect that physique. And I'm very, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Actually, I'm a yoga practitioner myself. I've been practicing for over about 12 years. So, so it's kind of funny. I'm meeting another brother that's <laughs> doing some yoga, you know, and, and Cliff does, does his thing, too. So, wow. Yeah, I've been lazy with my shit, though. Yeah, well, got to get back into it. But the reason why she looks so young is because of yoga. Eating, eating healthy, that eating Japanese healthy. diet, and um, so at the moment, South Africa's uh, got similar obesity rates to America. So I'd say New Orleans, uh, about there, we have a serious problem with fast food, sugar, uh, and deep fried everything. Deep fried everything. And it and, tastes so damn good. And that coupled with that we don't have a subway. You have to drive everywhere. Right, right. So I lost about, I'd say, 10 kilos. Like, I really slimmed down coming to uh, Japan. And once in the beginning, it was tough. Like, I was resisting. Like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to eat as much as I want whenever I want. You'll run out of money really quickly. Oh, yeah. And you'll, yeah, learn, yeah. you'll learn to find other ways to, uh, to keep yourself busy. But I can really say uh, one of the biggest culture shocks for me coming to Japan 
Uh, and anyone else who's never been, the diet is going to catch you. Like, yeah, Japan's going to get you healthy and on point whether you want to or not. Now, you, you've been to, you've traveled to other, yes, South other Korea. countries, right? Yeah. Now, what is, the, what is the difference? What are the differences to you between South Korea and Japan? Oh, yeah, this is, this is a great one. Now, this one I love. Now, for anyone who's never seen it, um, if you don't have an atlas near you or a, a globe, Japan is an island. Korea is a peninsula. So South Korea is just below North Korea connected to China, whereas Japan is this massive island that's very, very isolated, not connected to anything else. So I, I assumed Asia, they must be the same because some of the African countries are like that because, again, we are very close to each other. So a Zambian and a Zimbabwean are not that different, a South African and a, not that different, a Malawian and a Tanzanian. Like, but I noticed the location of the, on, on the globe where you are is going to affect the culture of your people in a massive, massive way. Mm-hmm. So because South Koreans are very close to China, a lot of their culture, I would say, is closer to the Chinese way of doing things. And they were also invaded by the Mongols. So the Mongols had an influence. The Russians also had an influence on the Koreans. So their drink, uh, soju, is very similar to vodka. Their cuisine yes, has got soju. a lot of Chinese influence on it. Their way of thinking, I, I believe in China. China's like... And no, no, no disrespect to anyone in China, but China's like Africa. China's raw. It's real. It's so real out there in China. Like, it's anything goes. Manners are like... Yes. You gotta, people are just trying to live. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's that's one thing that I have noticed. It's a big difference between Japanese and Chinese. Chinese, you know, not to stereotype all Chinese, but their manners are very different. Yeah, and it's based on their geography, just where they are, the amount of land that's there, the amount of people just trying to live, trying to survive. Exam- an example of that was um, I went to I went to South Korea with my wife vacation and we took a tour of the dmz yeah. the borderline between south korea and north korea and we actually took a tour in one of the tunnels um, it was a tunnel that the north north korea tried to use to invade the south and before we went down in the tunnel the tour guide said to everyone Please, no pictures, right? So I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Don't do it for the gram. I can't, I can't, I can't take it. <laughs> you, know, my, you know, my wife, she's Japanese. Yeah. Japanese are very um, rule-oriented. You need to give me a crash, co- crash course on that. What is it like being married to <laughs> Japanese? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's another episode. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, you know, she's, she, was, she didn't want to take any pictures anyway. So I was like, okay. And then so we get down there, right? And as soon as we get down there, everybody Chinese pulled out their phone. <laughs> taking pictures i was just like wow (laughs) now they they could pretend like they didn't understand but you know so yeah i'm not to put everybody that's chinese in a box but the manners are different moving on um i I wanted to ask you more about your personal experiences you know okay being here in japan as an african how has that experience been to you personally okay so i mean right off the bat in the beginning Black people are a rarity here. Like, it's, we stand out a lot, and there's so, so few of us. In South Korea, maybe because of, like, the military, uh, it was easier to find black people. In Japan, it's rare. Very, very rare. Even, and I'll say the demographic, 50%, I'll say, of the black people I meet, other Africans, maybe been working in the entertainment industry, uh, been working for clubs, 
students as well. I meet a lot of students, a lot of uh, Arab Africans. Um, so the program I'm on is called the ABE Initiative. It's uh, thank you very much, uh, Shinzo Abesan, for inviting you know African students from 51. Uh, of the 54 Af- African countries to actually come and study in Japan uh, for a master's degree. So that was to build closer connections between uh, Japan and Africa because China is making moves. China is buying up Africa fast. Make sure you get a piece because it's going to finish. <laughs> so what's the name of that program again? The ABE Initiative. So ABE. Uh, yeah, thank you very much, Shinzo Abe. Um, oh, so Abe. Yeah. ABE. Oh, Abe. ABE. African okay, got you. Business Enterprises. So they really want to get more business between Japan and Africa because our cultures are worlds apart. And I'm sure you've seen just living in Japan. Japanese people live a very certain way. It's very hard for them to go back to the reality of the world. Just a Japanese person in China, good luck. Good luck not being direct and not saying what you mean. How was the MBA? Because you finished, right? You finished your MBA. Yeah, so my idea... Congratulations, my brother. Oh, thank you so much. My idea of it before coming to Asia was, wow, Asian people work hard. They read all the time. How am I going to survive? I'm going to die. Just do it. Just do it. Then I, I was offered which part of Japan I wanted to stay in. And many of the administrators of the course said, don't pick Tokyo, it's too competitive, you won't be able to do it. But I just had this feeling that go big or go home. It has to be, it has to be Tokyo. It's a mega city of the world. What I need is in Tokyo. And the, the, the grass always looks green on the other side. So you're like, uh, Osaka, uh, I don't really know. Uh, Okinawa, they got the beach. Uh, I don't really know. I, set, I gambled everything on Tokyo. And if you don't get accepted by university, then you you don't get the scholarship. So I'm like, ah, fuck it, do it. Tokyo, everything, gamble, Tsh, make it happen. Somehow, some way, the universe willing. Uh, I got accepted, first choice, uh, to Rikyo University uh, to do the MBA. And Was it hard? Was it challenging? Surprisingly, universities in Japan are like a break from the yes. salaryman life. This is what I've yeah. heard, yeah. And I had no idea of that. Like, I came ready, canceled all my plans. I said, I'm just going to be a nerd. I'm going to read. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to learn Japanese. When I actually got to the university, do what your professor says you'll get through. And all your classes are in English? Um, most of them. Most of them. Even the Japanese classes, they're doable. And I suck at languages. I, I'm, I'm a visual person. I, yeah. So in other words, when you got there, you found out that not all Japan Japanese students study like that. They go some, party. Some there. kids are just asleep in class, and then yeah. they pass the class. And, and they go to Rapungi and party, yeah. and then they stay. That's the reason why they Disneyland uh, sleep. every weekend. There yeah. you go. You know, so uh, kind of like we're more alike than unalike. You know that that perception. You know that that you had of the students and everything. But but it's good to come prepared. You know you you know. But then you found out, damn, this dude's got some Suntory right by. You know, he's drinking while he's doing his homework and shit. You I mean, know my, my, my fear also was, or rather the, the, the chip on my shoulder was that I am representing Africa. So you can't be that dumb African in class okay. messing up, realizes that, oh, we don't have to do that much. Let me just, you know, and I, I really feel that sometimes you really have to, uh, especially being a black man, wherever you are in the world, you work twice as hard to go half Ten times, my brother, yeah. And you have to prove it. Even Absolutely. With, even with the photography thing, you have to show them and really, and not in an arrogant way like, yeah, yeah, I'm the ish. No, you really have to drive the point home that I'm, I'm here to win. just want to know you can 
let you know you can say shit. You don't oh, have to say oh, it. Oh, it's yeah, you can say anything you want, man. We <laughs> but cuss. it's up to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, up to you, you know. Yeah, you really you really have to drive the point home that you, you deliver. And I'm sure, again, just going back, being a Roppongi street tout, if I had to compare it to being a, an, any other country street tout, you have to put in that work to, to, to make things happen. So you didn't have any trouble balancing uh you know having fun and, and partying and stuff tokyo is an interesting place i don't think you'll make a lot of friends in tokyo and everyone i've met has told me the same sort of thing it's the type of place where everyone will be polite to you and very friendly but you're not going to make a lot of very deep connections with people uh, it's very safe no doubt uh south africa you kind of have to make real friends really quickly because you need as trusting people around you because shit can go down in South Africa. Right. Tokyo, right. you're safe most of the time, and even though um, you 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 have that, and you're around so many people, people keep to themselves. People don't open up to you, so you're going to have a lot of time to get very very good at what you're doing. If you have a hobby or something, Japan is the place to really dial that's it a, in. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. I think that's even when the photography really started to pick up. Because literally, you're just, hey, do you guys want to hang out? Uh, and uh, Brooklyn Terry, he does a party called Speakeasy in Tokyo. He put it in such a nice way. In Japan, yes means maybe, and maybe means no. no. <laughs> and no means hell no. <laughs> Shout out to Brooklyn Terry. Terry. We, we had him on the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. His episode was off the chain, bro. He dropped a lot of gems on hip He was one of the first people I met in Japan. He was recommended oh, really? to me from uh, uh, Jace. Jason Korea said, hey, you got to meet my homie Brooklyn Terry. So I went to Speakeasy, and that was like a lifesaver. Because I went through this point of you would meet Japanese women, and you'd be like, all right, cool. They only, the small, small percentage that are into foreigners want a white foreigner. And then the small, small percentage of those want an African-American. And the small, small percentage of those might talk to an African. So you'd meet women and you'd be like, oh, nice to meet you. So, doko karakimashita? Where are you from? Na, na, na. Africa. Before you finish saying it, she's gone. <laughs> really? What? Yeah. What? Yeah, you, Africa is like, that's, if you want to get rid of a chick, tell her, look, I'm from Africa. <laughs> Done. Wow. <laughs> that was like, and it, it, it got to me in the beginning, but I realized there's a lot of historical reasons for that and the media. And you almost have to drive the point home that I'm a person of value. Don't, don't, don't get mistaken. The, the, thing, the thing that I find interesting, and it's funny that this happened yesterday. So I'm, I'm watching TV with my wife and there's this Japanese show that comes on this program. And I find that interesting, people's, people's reaction to Africans because you can find different type of programs on Japanese TV where they'll do some type of cultural exchange. And I was watching this program yesterday, and it was two 18-year-old girls, one Japanese, one African. Um, I want to—I forgot which part of Africa the, the, the girl was from. Um, and they swap. They swap cultures. You know, the African girl came to live over here, and the Japanese girl went that to live over there. That really fun. Yeah, and although it's scripted, of course, right? Um, you know, certain things are scripted because it's on— television their their experiences were real oh my God. Their, their experiences were real and after after their program ended after like towards the end when they were go, going back home before they went back home and they they um thank the people for i guess the, their hospitality and right you can tell that was it was a deep connection wow. um that the japanese girl 
she she cried as well as the African girl oh cried. Gosh. And the African girl, you know, she did all the typical things. She came here. She's with a host family. Wow. She wore kimono. She went to see fireworks and, oh, and you know, um, had dinner with the Japanese family and itadakimasu and all. And she experienced all that. And she said that she didn't want to go back to Africa. She, she, you know, and they, they really made her feel like home and she cried. It is, so, it is you know, surreal. it's, it's yeah. interesting that Jap- Japan can have these programs on and, and, and people can see this and see th- that there's not just one perception of Africans. How about the Japanese girl? What and the Japanese that? girl, the same. She was emotional. Um, you know, she did. The, she hung out with the family, the, the, the tribe or group of, of Africans. And she did all the cultural things, the food. Um, she dressed like like they dressed and. It was it was interesting. So I'm just it's just an interesting point that even though they have these type of programs on TV, you can still be discriminated on and, and as an African here. So and and I, I saw your video, the dating in Japan, this yeah. gentleman's guide. I, I I can never stay away from controversial things. I should stop, but I'm like, nah, fuck it, now, do it. Controversy now, is good, now, my brother. Now we we don't fuck we don't. It. We, I'm not going to cover everything that you talked about in that video. Yeah, I rather people. It's mandatory. Go, every black man is going to get asked that question. Every black man, if you come to Japan, make a dating in Japan video. Let's. I rather. I rather. There's not enough content on YouTube about that. Have you Have you checked on YouTube? No one is touching it. I'm like, fuck it, touch it, touch it, do it. I rather. I, I rather people go see your video. But there's one thing I wanted to talk about was, um, your dating experiences. Like, how how successful have you been? So when I was new in Japan, and. Like, I, I'm i not one of those sex tourists who's like, yeah, yeah, I got to go to Japan. I got to get that sushi. <laughs> get no. some pussy and shit. Yeah. Um, but I was like, let, 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 let me see what the dating world here is like. And where everyone starts is always Tinder. And I'm, I'm not a supermodel, but, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, back home, I can get a match or two. Yeah. Japan. Nothing. 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 And, I, and I'm like, but I'm a photographer. Am I, are my photos fucked up? Let me try and get a better profile picture. Nothing. Like ghost. Ghost. Completely ghost. And I'm like, all right, mm, maybe it's that massive South African flag I put in my profile. Let me, let me make it more ambiguous. I'm an alien. No, 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 no. <laughs> I like NATO. No, no, no. Write all sorts of random stuff. Nothing. So, Actually, one so, day, one day I got a match, and then she unfollowed me as soon as I said hi. So I'm like, something's up, something, something's definitely up. And so I go to like the university, a lot of German students, French students. I I was asking the other guys, are you guys having the same sort of drought I'm having? And they're like, <laughs> I'm getting too many matches. I don't have time to meet them all. Wow. What? What's, you said these were German, German, European, German dudes. Said, yeah. And I was like, damn. It was, is that for it? And then you you try you try deny it in the beginning. You're like, nah, it's it's, it's something else. It's something else. But now let me ask you a question. Do you think me and Buddha are African American or whatever, right? And you're from Africa. Um, do you think African Americans are more successful getting picking up? Chicks I think no, than no. I think the the Africans? niche, the small small niche of Japanese women who are specifically into African Americans, the ones who hang out at Club Line or maybe Gas Panic or yes. those kind of places, they're into five dudes at the same freaking time, and it's the same fifty dudes chasing the same five Japanese girls. So even though there's a small small very small niche, it's tough. Not, it's yeah, tough compared to European. 
European, there's a, a, there's a bit of a fetish. Wa- there's a fetish for very specific countries, and there's almost an adoration, I'd say. And even though some people want to deny it, and Nobita is going to fall off his chair and foaming at the mouth, these dumb black people, why won't they stop complaining? There, there, there is something going on here. All right, now you know. Do you think? Now I've been over here a long time, but you know, from my experience and my observations, you got you got Japanese girls who are in the white guys. You got Japanese girls who are only in the black guys. You got Japanese girls Where who are, are only they, in the. Where are they, Buddha? Where are they? I'm oh, trying to find. Well, you know, them. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be straight with you, yeah. right? I, I hear you talking about meeting them on sites, man. Fuck them sites. Get out there in the streets and shoot your game, because you know all, all the brothers over here. You know, we was getting pussy left and right, bro. Okay, I'm a bit and of a weirdo. Out, and, and bro, bro, we was out here shooting game we wasn't sitting around on no you know they had no internet back then <laughs> right away, yeah. so we was out there shooting our game and and you know they were hanging out at the quote-unquote black clubs right that's probably you know, I'm messing up you know so you probably have to to go to places where they if they frequent black clubs they're probably into black culture and black people and and, and or, or if they go to let's say if you go to a heavy metal club chances are brother might not have much much of a chance there you know what i'm do, saying do, do, do you know what i found buddha like the Japanese girls that are so into hip hop really want a Japanese guy who's into hip hop. I don't see them jumping on black people. It's mm, literally really? they want a Japanese guy who's wearing the NY cap, who's doing uh. his best to do the new dance that's out there. And yeah, I'm so, I'm certain that you have those types. You know, just like you said, there's there's all these different types. Like you said, you you have you have just from my experience, what I've seen. I haven't really dated, but you know, I have friends and stuff. Um, there are Japanese girl who who wants a black guy from the U.S. or a black guy maybe, from the maybe, U.K. Maybe, maybe she wants that passport. And I find like women are women anywhere you go in the world. Fine, your face is one thing. It's your social status. How many people do you know? Can you provide for her? Oh yeah. Can you relate with her? Can she take you home to her parents? What are her friends gonna say? So even of though I, I'm sure there are even some women who are into me, but then she's wondering, ooh, what are my parents gonna say? Then but at the same time, look up South Africa on Wikipedia. Oh, crime levels. Oh, oh. Don't really know. You know, you got Japanese girls who are only into European white guys and not American white guys. You got Japanese girls who are only into Dominican. I mean, you know, there, there's there's so much out there for. But everybody. a lot of them have traveled to those countries, so a lot of the time you'll find yeah. her and she, you'll see her Instagram. She's been to those places. A lot of them have not been to Africa. To them, that's the no-go zone. So, so what is you know we talked about the perception of Africans yep. here and around the world. What is three things about South Africa you would want people to know? You want our audience to know? Uh, and the, don't mention Trevor Noah. Oh yeah, <laughs> a, lot of, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of people ask me about him. He's like the golden boy. He made it happen. Yeah. From when we first saw him getting into comedy and DJing and that thing, and just on the rise up and up and up, and to make it in New York. That was like the dream. Yeah, yeah. New York. He I opened mean, up New doors. York. Yeah. Um, so yeah, besides okay, besides okay, him, besides though. Trevor Noah, uh, I honestly think the most beautiful place in the world is Cape Town, South Africa. If you ever get the chance to just see Cape Town, um, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It is. It looks like a postcard. Um, I've been there a few times, and each time I've been there. it's also something that got me into photography and video because I really wanted to show people that Africa is not all abject poverty and dismal situation negativity Cape Town is something Um, Cape Town even played massive uh, importance in a lot of historical things that happened in Japan when Commodore Perry actually came 
to actually open up Japan, they had to port in Cape Town. It was one of the most important trade routes uh, that they actually needed. So when Europe was, you know, raping Africa blind, uh, they needed Cape Town to actually get resources out of here. When uh, Cecil Rhodes came, his dream was, I want to own Africa from Cape to Cairo. Cape, he meant Cape Town. So from the top to the bottom, I'm taking everything. All right, give us two yeah. more things. So Cape, uh, Town, so Cape is Town, Town, Cape Town is a massive thing. I would say... Um, the beautiful African language. Uh, so I am Zulu, but I highly recommend Isi Kosa. Kosa is the one with the click. Um, Trevor Noah is uh, Kosa. And I realized that as difficult as Japanese is, and you meet so many people on the internet wanting to learn, I want to learn Japanese, I want to learn Japanese, yo, I watch anime. <laughs> we have beautiful African uh, languages as well. And uh, the third and I think almost the most important one is um, we do other things in Africa besides arts and crafts markets and dance. That's it by a guy who's a photographer and a dancer. But <laughs> we do have, we, we are people just like the Germans, just like the Japanese who are capable of amazing things. Uh, sadly, due to colonization, we do amazingly bad things. But I really feel that we, some Africans are the best at the world at some of the things they do. And it's not, it's not things like, uh, again, arts and crafts, even though we have that too, but just little innovations and developments where you're like, this is the only place in the world this is happening. Well, you know, what people need to understand is that, you know, mathematics, where did it start, you know? And, 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 and Kush, yeah, Kush, there was a university in Kush. Yeah, you know, so, so you know, when you're looking at, I mean, Richest yeah. man in the world at one point was an African, and yeah. he owned everything everything but you know it's all about what the media like to put out to the people so they could control the people minds and, yeah and, and people and only want to watch things on the media that they already agree with africa is poor dismal nothing's going on there the the smartphone if you use any form of smartphone there's a material in there called cobalt 50 mm percent -hmm. of the world's supply of cobalt even though yeah elon musk amazing tesla you need Congo. You need the reserves of cobalt. Absolutely. Congo. And Congo has been is being kept in nonstop war, and somehow those resources are still ending up to the rest of the world. I don't know. Well, how of that course, because they're they're raping. You know, they they've raped Africa dry and everything. I, I'm I'm angry at African leaders for allowing that to happen. It's like money talk. Like I'm notorious for complaining about colonization, but now it's the new colonization of it's black people colonizing other black people. It's of black men colonizing black women. It's straight men against LGBT communities. And so on my Facebook now, things have been popping. I'm just <laughs> writing statuses that get me in a lot of trouble. And I'm like, if you're going to kick me out, I'm still going to have to write it. But, you know, you know uh, what about the cuisine, man? I mean, you know, where you the part of Africa where you from? Yeah, um, we eat a lot of meat. Talk, eat a lot of meat? A lot, all types of meat. Uh, game. Uh, Wild game. Kudu, yeah. um, and we eat it in very, very big quantities. Now that I've stayed in Japan, I realize that's not the healthiest thing to do. But back in the day, that's how it was. Like, so, so what did you eat? Is abundance. Name some of the things that you you um, ate. Yeah, but what? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like some of the cuisine that when people visit South Africa, oh, what would yeah. you suggest? Okay. So we have the biggest population of Indian people outside of India, and oh, they were bought as uh, uh, indentured laborers for, by the British. So when the Zulu people were too crazy and too violent to do what the white people say, so uh, they said, "Okay, we'll get Indian people too." Yeah, that's a good <laughs> to, thing. To, yeah. to, 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 to work on the farms. Uh, so they brought to uh, farm sugarcane and they brought a lot of curry and that sort of thinking uh, with them. So then when they mixed with some of the indigenous people, it made uh, this interesting mix of just uh, Indian curry and uh, 
and an, an African f- f- flavor, and it, it all mixed up in an interesting way. They brought Malaysian people, and they became what they call Cape Malaysians. So they're wow. Africa's Asian people, and uh, they have a more Asian style of, um, uh, of of cooking mixed with the African style. Then the British and the Dutch came, so South Africa got colonized twice. So we're quite similar to Taiwan. Taiwan was also colonized by the British and the Dutch. And Japan tried Japan, to hold yeah, it at, yeah. at one point. So yep. uh, I can relate very well to Taiwanese people because they just have a mix of identities and cultures. And, wow, yeah. Um, uh, a, lot's, a lot's happening with them. So so what's the favorite cuisine in South Africa uh, that you would suggest? The, the one you see in all the movies is called bunny chow. You hollow out a piece of bread and they actually put curry mm. uh, in it. And it's... It'll it'll get you big real quick. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> quick. Uh, okay. It, it's interesting how the ja- Japanese also have their curry, and it's been very Japanized. It's yes. sweet. It's yes. very oh, of course, yeah, for their palate and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The South African one is very Spicy. in your face. It's making a statement. <laughs> it'll leave its mark on you. <laughs> so fiery exit, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, fiery. Yeah. It's it's in there. So you know, we just found out that you're leaving this week, right? You're yeah, leaving. Tell Japan. me about it, eh? Yeah. Man, I'm I'm just glad I'm glad we had a, off. I'm glad we had a chance to um, have you on the podcast. Probably saying, "Damn, Buddha, why didn't I meet you when you first came here so I could be shooting <laughs> my game and getting laid, Mo? Now I'm leaving and shit. Uh, it wasn't meant to be. Pussy, pussy, create kills creativity. You need to be a suffering artist. So anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, women, yeah, that too. But you do need like, some. I, stress I love relief. women, but dating and that shit can waste time. It can waste a lot of time. Like, Believe I, me, I, I didn't I, do a lot of dating back in the day. Anyway, I want to be the most hectic artist, and the ladies can chase me. So, what's next for you, man? What's, yeah. You're leaving Japan this week. Yeah, so heading back to South Africa. South Africa, yeah, Johannesburg. I really want to encourage uh, more business between uh, South Africa and uh, Japan. I worked previously as an investment banker, and it shows you how real the world is, and how if you don't have a dream, you're going to spend your life working on someone else's dream. And I think, especially now, I love what you're doing of you are doing your podcast you are you are putting good information out there and showing just people around the world that they are creative amazing black people in Japan doing things yes right. so i really want to continue that and really show them that you know carve your path and not wait for a big company even though it's the japanese way be a salaryman but <laughs> yeah. really i have a lot of creative ideas and i have a lot of like we african problems we need to solve like we need to put them to death now, and they're so easy to fix. It's just about changing the mentality and telling African a- people that absolutely no, yeah. change it up. We need to do it this way. Yeah. Can, can I can I can I give a few shout outs? Oh yes, give a shout out. Do your social media plugs and all that. Um, so again, uh, I'm a photographer on Instagram. Um, I came up in a major way. Uh, many many uh, thanks to uh, the Acro Yoyogis uh, community in Yoyogi Cohen, uh, Matt. If you've ever met Matt, I highly suggest you meet him. He does standing acro. So you, you pick these girls up and you flip them like pancakes. I've seen and pictures of Matt. What's up, Matt? Yeah. I haven't Matt, met him, though. Uh, Matt has always been down to shoot with me. And every time I've got a crazy idea of, let's take a photo like this, let's do this. He he was he was he was awesome. And uh, who is JSD? That's his, his Instagram handle. He doesn't like to show his face at all. Okay, I don't but know he is. is heavy into the photo game. Okay, and he was the one always telling me you can find equipment here, there, here, there, and just being in Japan, I think we're so lucky that again this beautiful Zoom H6 you have, yes. it's all made in Japan. Yeah, uh, all this equipment, electronics. Even though we're trying to break the stereotype of yeah, man, you can get cheap Jordans in, in <laughs> Japan, you can get cheap camera equipment. Oh, in most definitely. Japan. 
And yeah. yeah, they copied all from the Germans, like all Carl Zeiss glass, all Canon lights camera. It was all copied uh, from the Japanese. I mean, from the Germans, the Japanese copied it and you can get it f- so cheaply. So like I, you know, you know, you know, since you said that back in the 80s, I used to hear this 80s and 90s. They say, you know, Japanese copy something. But when they copy it, they make that shit better than better than you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was that was um, that is that is so, so true. If you're ever in Japan, uh, you can try hit me up on Instagram. Maybe if I'm feeling generous, I might tell you where I'm shopping. I might not, though. But, uh, <laughs> what, um, what other shout out you got? Yeah. Yeah. I got to give a big, big shout out to uh, a person I actually met. He was on your show, Jeffrey Almonte. Harlem really, Eastside really, yeah, Reppin. He really that made brother. me have to step my game up. He oh, came yes. to Japan and he was down to meet with everybody. Yes. Oh, yes. you met with him actually. Yeah. Yes. Like oh, I met him, God. I think the Beautiful. day he arrived. Beautiful yeah. experience. And he's like, Titch, what are we going to do? And I'm like, all right, we're going to go to Shibuya, Harajuku. Do you guys want more? He's like, yeah, do more. No, that, that's a good, that's a, you, you were on the money with that one because yeah. when I reached Ooh. out to him, I was like, damn, this motherfucker got like, over 60, 70,000 yeah. followers. I was Why like, is he going to meet up with me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he was very cool. And yeah, he, he came on the podcast oh, and, yeah. and we're grateful. Shout out to Amante. Yeah. Shout that out, That guy brother. is on another he level. Is. Talented. Like, I thought Japanese salarymen work hard. He works hard. That is New York hustle. So where, where can they find you on uh, YouTube? And uh, YouTube. You? Uh, in Infamist. I don't know why I picked that name. It seemed cool at the you, time. Because you are. You will be. <sighs> I looked for a word that w- wasn't in a dictionary. It's a word that doesn't exist. So I'm like, yeah, give me that one. Oh, shit. <laughs> I should have made it something easy like love sushi. No, no, but yeah, in Infamist. Follow this podcast. And yes. So, as someone who knows... Find a friend who's in the know. They'll tell you. They'll yes. Tell you um, all right. Thank you once again. Um, yes, sir. I love this van, by the way. I got to say, oh, I, I mean, people it. can't Mobile see man it. Cave. Can't see it in here, but I feel like this was one of the, the things I had to do in Japan. Like, <laughs> yeah. He had to you had come to in the Mobile Man, man, little, man little Cave. A little cafe in here and serve like coffee. Yeah, yeah, Or, or yeah. like a love oh, hotel. We, love you know, hotel. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, yeah. There's enough room in there for that. You, Buddha, know? you, you smashed in this van, didn't you? I sense an energy in here that a smash occurred. All right. We out of here on that note. We out of here on that note, man. Yeah. World Urban Mobile Podcast.